millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, can we just say, ciao, Paco? Boys, how are you doing? You all good? Yeah, all uh, we're all, all pretty yeah, good. Yeah. All, all wondering when when we're going to get to see Speedway again. Uh, <laughs> the only thing you got to do now is watch my videos while waiting, innit? Well, we, we, we've just been looking <laughs> at a few of those. <laughs> hopefully uh, soon, anyway. Hopefully too soon. Hopefully soon. So what have you been uh, doing in the meantime, Packer, apart from making your videos, of course? Which, uh, which actually took me a lot of time as well. <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> You know, quarantine, quarantine was, uh, lockdown in general was, uh, let's say, okay, because, you know, I've got uh, the workshop here in, in, in my house, so I, I would, uh, you know, spend most of the day in the, in the workshop working on bikes and working on this. And then, uh, as I said uh, with Kev the other day, you know, I, I built a gym, uh, like in the, a small gym in the garage with some old stuff, so I, I could train uh, at home. So, you know, I spent the, 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 the quarantine... Uh, Okay, let's say, you know, and then uh, working a little bit in the restaurant, the family restaurant, once uh, it got opened again. So, yeah, everything was fine, to be honest. It, it was just to be patient and, uh, you know, being a bit active mentally to try to find different things and study different things. So, I, I, I uh, let's say, I took the opportunity to, to learn different things and, and, yeah, just spend the time with family, I guess. It must have been quite difficult for you right at the beginning of all this because you would have left Italy to come over to, to Great Britain uh, knowing what was going on in Italy at the time because obviously it happened before it happened in, in, in the UK and then having to get yourself back over there, that must have been quite traumatic for you at the time. Well, um, I was I was trying to keep in contact most of the time with uh, with my team and my well my with the club and uh, other riders and uh, I said I said to everybody that I I didn't I didn't want to come over straight away because I knew it was going to hit England mm -hmm. sooner than later and I knew it was going to hit uh, pretty hard as well. So I was saying, you know, we are we are two three weeks ahead of everybody. I said, I said even to, to David Mason and, and to the club, to Lawrence, I said, you know, I don't think we will we'll start the season. Mm. They said, well, but we need to, to find a way to get you here anyway. But I said, we are not going to race because we are two weeks ahead. And I can tell you that in two weeks, it's going to be the same as Italy. Mm. So on one side, yes, I wanted to rush to England and, and be there. And on the other side, I knew that if I came to England... At that point, I was going to be stuck there, yeah. uh, having to pay like a, a rent or something and, and just doing nothing. So uh, I, got, I got in the week where I had one or two days where I had to decide what to do. And, uh, and I stayed home and, and, and luckily it was the uh, good choice and everything went well. Absolutely. A, a very important question has just come in, Paco. Um, Brian Book wants to know, who is your hairdresser? Myself. <laughs> I had, you know, this is the problem during lockdown. When you've got too much time, you've got too many ideas. So I went blonde for a 
couple of weeks or a month, right. and, uh, and then I said, okay, I need to shave again and stuff, you know, growing my normal hair again. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. Yes. Well, I was thinking about going back to blonde again, like a full blonde straight, you know, for the start of the season. But then I thought, nah, I just keep how I am and then and I, then see. I think a Mohican would look good on you. <laughs> I thought, well, yeah, right. right down the middle. A blonde yeah. one right down the middle. Wow. <laughs> I thought about doing that as well. I gave, I, I dropped the idea to my girlfriend and she said, if you do that, we are not going to see each other for a while. So I said, okay, I keep, I keep it as it is. Who's, who's the boss in your place? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know, you have anyway, to find a compromise. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Chris, surely it's a red and yellow Mohican, not a green one. Of course, Come yeah, on. of course, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm not mentioning green, no, green on the. On uh, the no, 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 no. Um, just so that you know what's, what what happens here, Paco, as we as, as you've probably just uh, seen, we get people on shout boxes and so on, and they will put their questions to you. So occasionally we will sort of stop and direct one of their questions at you. Um, so that, that's I like that. Yeah. That's, that's the way that works. Um, I'm just going to if I can find this. Yeah, I cannot yeah. see that because I can only see one guy at the time, which is speaking on on the meeting, but. Uh, once you're ready, I'll answer them straight away. All right. Yeah. If you if you go to if you go somewhere on your Zoom, um, I'm not sure where it is, but you can see all of us. If there is a place where you can see all of us, I'm not sure where it is. Isn't it? But uh, why, why would you want to? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> ask, uh, ask Paco what he thinks of the Brummy accent. Oh gosh. Uh, that's a tough can, can you do? Say. Can you do any? Can you do any? Now I actually can't. I cannot. I I have been trying to. So after after a couple of months, I've been staying, you know, and racing in, in in Birmingham. I could do it pretty good, and then I totally forgot about. It. That's something you really want to forget about, you know, because the Brummie accent is pretty hard. <laughs> you know, I'm joking. It's There's, nice nothing, time, There's nothing I'm wrong bad. with the Brummie accents. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Bob. <laughs> but uh, you know, be, uh, while I was living in in Norwich, I, I had more of a kind of a Norfolk, Norfolk uh, yeah. accent. So it was it was hard at the first few times to understand the uh, the Brummy accent, but it was alright after a while. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> the most the most typical <laughs> one was going up to Glasgow and trying to understand oh. what they were. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. we, we, no, we can't understand. No, no, no. no. They, don't, they don't actually speak English. I think that's the way that yeah. works. They're good people, but they are hard to understand. Lovely yeah, people. Yeah. Lovely people. So let's just talk a little bit about your, your career. I, I, I haven't been able to find out much, but we've got your British career started uh, Sheffield in 2015. You yeah. then moved on to Ipswich in 2016. Uh, I think it's probably fair to say that those seasons didn't really go as well as you would have wanted. Um, hence, you didn't return to British Speedway until you came back to Birmingham last year. Yeah. Um, you've been the Italian under-21 champion in 2011 and 2012 and 2014. Oh, Italian champion in 2018. Um, and, and, of course, you're the son of uh, Amanda Castagna. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So why why do you think that when you first came over here that it didn't quite happen for you, perhaps the way that you would have liked it to? Well, it's a, it's a bit of a a bit of a mix of things, I would guess. Um, like it's uh, inexperience, um, a bit of 
how can you say you know i was it was everything was new like the, the complete thing the way english speedways run uh fans tracks everything is completely different and mm-hmm. i got there thinking thinking i could do the job pretty well but uh it, i went to a track which is uh pretty different from the european track because even though sheffield is a nice uh <laughs> even though it's uh even though it's uh it's a nice it's a nice track um it's pretty grippy you know clay base so it was pretty different from the track i was used to here mm-hmm. so i got scared first first time out because i had a big crash as well in in, in the second half there and um then then you know i only i only did like six or seven meetings I think for Sheffield and then the season finished so then uh, straight away Chris asked me to to sign for Ipswich and I was very happy about it uh, and I thought that Ipswich could have been a good place for me straight away and um, you know track track is pretty tricky uh, Ipswich um, mm. and uh, the the team needed to win we were struggling uh, I was doing my kind of reserve points but they were expecting more they needed cha- to change fans were you know putting a lot of pressure and uh then you know they got they got they sucked i think uh four or five riders in 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 the in a month and a half time i think so you know Welcome they changed the post- speed race <laughs> well at the time at the time on one side i understand them because you know they they rely a lot on the fans and then on the other side i thought you know they could have given me a bit more of a chance but you know uh they did uh, they did okay after that so you know fair play to them i i got i got sacked and i came back you know last year and it was much better so i guess that was a a lesson learned straight away Matt, did you want to ask a question there did, did you when you came into speedway packer did you feel any sort of you know pressure peer pressure obviously from from your dad because obviously your dad such a, was a, a a top rider for so many years riders you're riding over here in the uk as well um, so there was, there's always going to be that element when you see, you know, successful riders with their sons then going to speed. Like, of course, yeah. There's always a little bit of expectation that you know they're gonna, are they going to be able to match what their what their parents did? Well, that that was the thing. You see, they didn't uh, when they signed me. They signed me as a son of uh, and 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 at Sheffield and more even more Ipswich because of course my dad was an Ipswich rider. So mm-hmm. what they were expecting was to see some kind of like uh, uh, the next. Armando Castagna kind of thing. So they were expecting me to do so well straight away from the first meetings. And I could see the fans, they were so happy to see me there, but I wasn't quite doing the result they were expecting. So it was hard for me at the first, in in the first place, you know, when I got there, because I could feel the pressure of the expectation of the people. Uh, and then after a while, I understood that, that it's not the way to go into a meeting to, to put myself into such a lot of pressure, you know, to do that well. And, uh, you know, I thought I thought just to, to do my my kind of thing. And I think it worked out last year at Birmingham. So, yes, mm-hmm. I felt the pressure straight away, both Sheffield and Ipswich. But uh, with with the time and the years and, and you know, I got, I got a bit older, so I got... Uh, that kind of uh, maturity to understand uh, which was the better way to go. <laughs> of course, when you came to Birmingham, you surprised a lot of people. Um, did you surprise yourself? <laughs> nice question. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. So 
I surprised a lot of people because I could see that there wasn't a lot of positivity when they signed me because uh, people were, you know, the last time they saw me was was uh, Ipswich. So mm -hmm. people were thinking about that kind of performances and uh, they thought I wasn't a good rider enough. But in the meanwhile, between Ipswich and Birmingham, there is two years, you know, uh, lots of racing. I got injured. I was working hard and, uh, you know, I came I came back to English, English Speedway knowing that I could do well. And no, I didn't. I didn't um, surprise myself, but uh, I was happy with the result because, of course, going from number six to a number four in a month, or well, yeah, month, month and a half. I think you know. I think it's quite a good result, but uh, I know there there could be a lot more as well to come. So I was pretty happy about this year as well. You know. And I think you spoke um, before before you 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 came to Birmingham. I'm sure I read an interview somewhere where you were speaking about how you'd gone home. You'd thought about how you was going to do your speedway and you'd worked out what you needed to do. So is that something that you've done again in this close season? Thought about last year, what you did right, what you need, might possibly need to change. Is that something that you've done again? Of course, 100%. I, that, that's, that's something I worked a lot even more during this lockdown. I mean, it, I, I think the best way to learn is to look at yourself because you know what you was doing on the bike and uh, this is what I've done you know I've got all the DVDs of the meetings at home and I've, I've watched them all and and been studying everything every small things because every small thing together can click into a bigger picture and it can it can work so much better so I've been I've been doing it over the years and uh, and I think I've learned from my mistakes so I think I think I've done it a lot more during this lockdown period so I'm going into this uh, new season you know pretty much positive you know thinking and and i know which way to go and what sort of changes have you been looking at making well you know i'm 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 trying i'm trying to improve a lot in in every kind of way so uh riding style i know where i'm making mistakes and uh i wanted to be i want to be a even better gator even though i'm a good gator i want mm -hmm. i want to improve even more um and then, of course, uh, trying to improve also equipment-wise. But, of course, that's more about uh, economically, try to find the economically way, you know, to, 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 to improve there. But um, I'm trying to work into different things together, which I hope can click as soon as possible. As soon as I hit the bike, you know, hit the track and, and go. I'm going to uh, let Matt ask some questions now because I think he's getting <laughs> he's raring to go. <laughs> just just um, obviously look, reflecting on, on Speedway in, in Italy. Back obviously there's no Speedway in Italy at the moment. But what, what I mean, it's, it's generally perceived by people in the UK as being, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously a minority sport here, but it, it's even more so a minority sport in in, um, in Italy. I mean, you know, I mean, there's, I don't think there's that many tracks over in uh, in Italy either. So, I mean, what, what sort of state would you say Speedway is in, in your home country at the moment? Well, of course, of course, I could say that we are struggling because it's not the same way that we were, uh, you know, maybe 20 or 30 years ago where we had like 20 more tracks, you know, we had the, the Speedway situation was fantastic. But uh, we've got we've got Terenzano, which is, a, I, I feel it's a fantastic club. They're investing so much money every year and I've, they made even more changes now. And it's uh, it's even like it's gonna be faster and rounder and, and it's gonna be nicer, of course. So that's like a world championship track, easy. Uh, we had uh, we had Leonigo, which now is closed down, but hopefully with uh, maybe with with the new governor soon, if, if it's gonna change, they're gonna open again. 
then we got a couple of other tracks, which, uh, again, you know, we've some problems with the council. But if they open again, you know, we've got a couple of tracks where we can go and practice. Uh, Riders-wise, we ain't got too many, but we've got a couple of youngsters which are coming up. Mm -hmm. So I think that, of course, it's not, you know, we are not in a beautiful place, but I think we can we can go up uh, during the next couple of years. Also because with me, Nico, doing, you know, some results over Europe, you know, we're trying to get the media to look at us and, and get some younger riders to come into Speedway. On, on that, su on that subject, um, Paco, uh, uh, Brian wants to know, uh, does Paco think there are other Italian riders who could do well in Britain? Other than me and Nico? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe not right now. But in a couple of years' time, I think there are a couple of riders which can, which can, which could come over and do well. But of course, they need that little bit more of experience to come over, you know, and 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 do well there. Because uh, I could see even for myself, you know, it's uh, England or an English speedway hits hard on you when you come from from Italy because we have got one kind of tracks or yeah, one kind of track mm. and. Uh, England is completely different, so when you go there, it hits you pretty hard. Mm, mm, mm. Matt? So I was going to say, I mean, you, you mentioned um, Lonego there. I mean, Italy has proved that they can stage, you know, World Championship Speedway. You know, there was a few couple of Grand Prix at, at Terranzano. Um, I think Italy staged World Team Cup finals as well. I mean, you know, Lonego was always a track that was very, very popular with a lot of uh, the big European riders back in the in the 90s. So it can be, it can be done. Um, yeah, so it just, it's just about getting some, uh, getting these venues back up and running again. And um, I mean, to be honest, I didn't actually know that Long Hick got shut down. That's, that's a new one on me. So, mm. yeah, well, it's been it's been shut down uh, the last year, couple of years, I think. But uh, that's only because they had some, uh, the club had problems with the council, and uh, you know, it was a bit of a mess. But no, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon, you know, it's always always the same as every, everywhere else, isn't it? But uh, hopefully, hopefully now next year they're gonna probably open again. Maybe not. We don't know. I'm I'm trying to stay positive and and think there is not much work to do to be done in the track. So I I don't see any problems with uh, with the next year or so to be opened again, so we can go back there. Also because it's a nice track, and as you said, you know they they stage. I think four or five GPs during the first years, you know, of the 2000 and, you know, seven, eight, nine, I think, you know, 10 as well. Mm -hmm. So they've, they've staged lots of big meetings. So mm -hmm. uh, Anthony, Anthony says, um, uh, did you ask Nico Cavati about Birmingham before signing as an asset? If so, what did he say? If um, I actually didn't ask him. Uh, I think that I was close to sign for Birmingham and we, we kind of end up talking about it but um i spoke with some uh, ex birmingham riders which i know there and i've asked them uh, a couple of questions about the track and this and that and uh, uh i knew the management was new the team was going to be new they needed to adapt to the situation where they, they were going in so i thought it was uh, a good choice for me to go there and and uh, you know uh, I was coming back and having another chance of coming back into English Speedway so I could prove that I could be there and the team was right. Yeah. I took the opportunity with both hands and I think it, it proved to be a good one. And of course, you re-signed again for Birmingham this year. So I think they must have been pretty happy with you and vice versa. Well, yeah, you know, as, as, as I said, you know, um, I think that once, uh, you know, 
I, as I said before, once you can find, uh, you can both find compromises, then you can both work good. And uh, I think we both did that, and uh, it proved it proved uh, to be working good uh, last year. I know that they wanted me really bad uh, this year again, and. Uh, you know, I had I had a couple of contacts here and there, but I thought that Birmingham was going to be the uh, the right choice, and here we are. Well, we're happy to have you. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have something else there, Matt? Oh, you, you got anything else? Right. Have we got sure any more questions coming up on the share box? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm okay. to have lost. You've oh, lost your mind. That's um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anthony says. Um, Anthony says uh, fitness is key now in sport to gain an edge on your rival. How hard do you work on your diet and fitness? <laughs> so it's a good question because it's. I think it's one of the most uh, focal points of nowadays sport. Whichever sport we talk about, fitness is the first thing it comes up because it's you can have the most you know uh, talent or skills or this and that. But if you're not fit, you're not gonna last long, you know. So nowadays, nowadays you even look at speedway riders uh, uh, now compared to 20, 30 years ago, it's completely different. Now it's it's got to to the extreme. So, uh, you know, fitness and, and diet-wise, is very, it's a very focal point. I'm working, I'm working hard on it. Like, I, I train every day, every day constantly, apart from some days like Sundays or, or stuff like that. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find uh, the, the perfect way to, that suits my body. I'm, I'm working with an English trainer now, with John, uh, with John Smith um, in, in England, and we're working, you know, for like FaceTime, he's training me, uh, you know, we are working hard and I think I got to a point where I'm pretty fit now and ready to go. There's a couple of things we need, still need to work on, but, you know, you never you never stop learning on them. Kind of. of course, there's another type of fitness that perhaps has become more important, particularly, I'm thinking particularly in the light of, of, of you'll be aware of Danny Ayres and what happened uh, with, with Danny, so, which is the mental side of things. Is there, do, do you look after that? Is there, have you got somebody helping you with that? Or? <laughs> that's, another, that's another big, big thing because um, that's, that's the side that people don't see and, 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 and think that it doesn't exist because on one side we look like... Uh, uh, not superhumans, but we are we are like kind of different people once we put the helmet on, but we are still humans. Also, uh, once once we hit a bad spot, like uh, three four meetings in a row, let's talk like sports wise. Uh, some some riders can go into a down situation and it can hit them hard. Plus, you put some private situation which nobody knows, and and you can get into a really bad situation. I've been in bad situations before myself, you know. And uh, my girlfriend, she's she's studying psychology, and she's uh, she's nearly finishing university now, and she's helping me as well. I've been working with, with sports psychologists before, even in England. You know that the sport knows, like Jennifer Duffy or, or, or other people around England, and and uh, it's a very important thing, and it's not something that needs to be underrated. And um, you know, that's something I, I, I didn't really understand. Like, uh, I don't understand sometimes the fans in England get very negative and get into, into riders a lot. Mm. And I, I never read them. On one side, I never read the comments. But, mm. you know, sometimes you watch the results on Facebook and you could see the comments be, like below it. Yes. So you, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, sometimes you think it's, it's something that is not needed. 
I'm not saying that, of course, they are paying the tickets so they can they can mourn as much as they want. Yeah. But on the side, if you want to support your rider or your favorite rider or your team, uh, there can be other ways that, to help riders because this is the mental side of the riders uh, is something that doesn't need to be underrated. You know, There are riders that read every day comments about fans because they want to be liked by the fans or stuff like that. And it can get into their head. And it's not something that helps. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a, uh, more than a few conversations on this program about social media and people's not taking responsibility for for what they're saying. I mean, I understand as a as a supporter, which is what I am. Um, you want to win, of course. But we want to win even more. Of course, of course. And you no know, rider goes out there to come last. <laughs> that, that that never happens. Um, so. I think, yeah, I think I nowadays, nowadays it's very easy to 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 comment negatively mm. because you're not doing you're not doing it face to face. So you you've got the yes. social media we can be which can be. I, I try to use it in in a in a positive way, but you know nowadays it's very easy to go and 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 go very you know in a negative way in social media and talk bad about people and this and that mm. and not the right way to do it. So if if I could if I could uh, like. Uh, uh, if I could help somebody, I would say, you know, try try not to be too negative uh, when you, when you talk about somebody, some riders. You know, it, uh, mm. you know, nowadays everybody, even the top athletes, are watching social medias. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and by, by the same token, I don't think we're at, we're in a position where any of that's going to stop. I mean, people, yeah. you know, they love their social media and they love to make these comments and it makes them feel good or, don't, or whatever it is. So do you, do you think that the sport owes the riders? I know things like Premier League in football, and I imagine it's the same in Italy. When footballers are being trained, part of that training is about how to respond to and how to cope with and, and, and to deal with social media. Do you think this, that Speedway should be looking at doing that sort of thing? Well, you know, it's, it's always tough. We are not, we are not in the same we are not in the same level as football, of course, and stuff like that. But on the other side, I think that social media nowadays nowadays is is one of the most important things in in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So it it has to have an importance. And uh, again, you cannot control people, so you cannot control people comment you know comments and this and that but you can try to advise people i think you can have to advise the fans not mm -hmm. to be too negative because again as i said you know uh, when i was at ipswich ipswich was struggling and the fans were getting into the club oh we need to change oh we need to change same as birmingham last year you know i wasn't mm -hmm. i wasn't i was the only one or oh, me and chains were the only one not to be sacked from the team but mm -hmm. uh, that's because the fans were getting into the club and you know and then there is people losing their job. Mm. I know they're doing bad. They're not doing the, the, what they're supposed to do. But there is people losing their job just because there's a lot of people putting back comments on Facebook, if you make mm. sense. Yeah. So there, there can be a better way. There can be a better way, I think, of, of do, doing these kind of things, you know. So okay. it's just to help to advise people. What, yeah, do, you, what do you do out of the sport, um, Packer? Out of season? And when you're Off not season? Yeah, what, what do you do? You know? I, would, I would start. I would, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky that my, my uncles have a restaurant here, so I could, uh, uh, when I'm off-season, I just, I just stop. And if they, need, if they need anybody, I would go there and start working. And that's what I did straight away right, as okay. soon as lockdown stopped. 
where I started, sorry, uh, and we, we could open again, then I would just went down and start walking straight away. Right. And then, you know, of course, of course, the first few months of the of the off season, you would go and, and, and stop doing the diet and training because, of course, right from the season. So you would go out with friends and have a couple of beers out. But then, of course, as soon as November, December comes, then you start, you know, preparing for the new season straight away. I'm not, I'm not looking for discounts or anything, but... Um... <laughs> is it is it is it a local restaurant? I do like it, Tony. <laughs> I think it's local to Paco. I don't think it's uh, yeah, this to me. <laughs> no, uh, okay, so yeah, it's no takeaways. We, it's like a restaurant plus kind of a hotel. So we've got like uh, twenty rooms plus the restaurant, yeah. and uh, it's, it's all local food. So I can tell you that all the riders and you know speedway people that came here were very happy. So. Uh, <laughs> Italian food is always good, isn't it? Yeah, old yeah. Card, yeah. Uh, Samantha says, Oh, Paco, you're one of my favorites, an absolute legend for me last season for Birmingham. Can't wait to see you this season. Thanks, I really appreciate it. This is the kind of thing that you know, this is the positive way of, of using, you know, this is the kind of way that people should, uh, should look at things. I yeah. think so yeah. I really appreciate that. Who, who were the riders that you looked up to came into the question? Well, um. I never stop. I never stop studying. You know, I stop every day. So you know, it's it's, it's every day studying. Like for example, I beat the gym, yeah. and I've got a, I just uh, I've got like a bicycle there, and I just put a TV in front and I watch videos every day. Okay. So of course, of course, my father was a big part of it because I was I could watch it live even more. So I yeah. I was studying, and I'm still I still am. And then, of course, I, could, I cannot watch riders like Leon Madsen or Nicky Pedersen or the small guys. So I would look at the, at the taller guys, so like the Wiggy, um, yeah. Zegar, Hans Nielsen, you know, Per Jonsson, of course, was, uh, is a big, is a big uh, uh, rider that I look up to because he, he changed the sport, the way that, the, 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 you know, riders rode the bike, I think, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and then probably another yeah, you know, yeah. you know, all the tall guys. And then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm soon, uh, I started uh, actually watching even older uh riders, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. like the penal kind of Carter days. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just studying and seeing different things. I, I watch the nowadays Speedway watching riders like uh Nikolai Clint, he's a, he's a guy that I look up to a, a lot, mm-hmm. even though we are. More, more or less, he's better than me, but more or less the same kind of level. But he's a rider that is, is using the nowadays bikes pretty well. Zegar, you know, so, yeah. Uh, Lawrence says that he loves staying at your hotel. The food is great. Of course he loved it. Because great advertisement. He, he was like, with everything. Any? <laughs> I bet he gets discounts. I bet he gets discounts. <laughs> a bit of flavor, a bit of this, a bit of that. <laughs> There's nobody here that's surprised by that. We must say uh, thank you to Lawrence for for getting us in touch with you as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Thanks. Yes. Thanks, mate. I think you got fed up of me nagging him, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we do we do run a competition, um, Paco. We, we normally ask um, people to come in and, and pick their seven best riders that they've ridden oh, with. Obviously, that. we can't. We, we're not going to spring that on you now because you would. Yes, we are. Oh, oh, you <laughs> said, said we, we that we have ridden with. So yes, this is yes. Okay. Bit, that would be so too. Would be too difficult. Go with it. Sorry. Should I go with it then? Okay, yeah, let's go. Go on. Go on. I'll write it down. Go, go for it. <laughs> come on. With or against? Okay, so I go. With with oh with, with. well I haven't I haven't read it with many yeah. riders because I haven't I haven't done 
Come on, Chris, when you're on the track with somebody, you're with somebody. You're with oh, yeah, okay, the then. We'll bend the rules for I haven't, this one. Yeah, I haven't, I, haven't ridden, I haven't ridden with many riders during the years, but I can tell you that one of the guys which I like to race with was Ashley Morris because we, we could see each other on the track and, and we were, uh, we, we've done quite a few five ones and, and yeah. we were waiting each other, you know, and yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a guy that is in control of the bike as well. So I like to race with him. Okay. Uh, Nico was another one because uh, he, he knows how, how to team ride pretty well. Uh, both back in the Ipswich days uh, and, you know, racing for the Italian team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, surely not uh, Garity or Ostergaard. <laughs> 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 no, I'm they're good guys, but, you know, they're a bit nuts on the bike. So I'm, I'm always struggling to, to stay with them on the track. Oh, you never, you never got the opportunity to ride with Thomas Pesci. You would have scared the life out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't know many others, to be honest. I haven't ridden with many. Morten Resire was okay when we were racing at Ipswich. You know, he was waiting for me because, of course, I was a kid. Mm. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, I wouldn't know any others. To be honest, well, that's a good, that's a good, good, good Half a team, half a team. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do know Shines is going to be uh, after you for not mentioning him now, don't you? Do really? Well, of course, he knows. He knows. He knows he's off the trolley when he, when he's on the bike. So we are not waiting because <laughs> he nearly knocked me off once. So I'm not going to mention him, of course. <laughs> off the trolley. Off the trolley. <laughs> I like. I like him, but he's a bit nuts on the bike as well. So I'm not going to put him on the team. Uh, safety first. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, stuff. Uh, have we got any more uh, questions on the uh, shout box? Uh, uh, hi, Paco. Have you had any other offers to ride in other leagues apart from the UK? I had during the years, yes. I had from Polish League and, uh, uh, you know, um, yeah, I had I had a few, but uh, I, thought, I always thought that... Uh, Let's let, uh, how do you call it? you know English Championship nowadays? Of course, uh, is is one of the first uh, steps that you need to take. So I I always thought that each league was coming first to learn. Then of course you know Championship Premiership, and then of course then go to Poland. But I thought that uh, English Speedway was the, the the first step to take to learn. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence says you and Ash are good together. Yeah, we are we are pretty good. I think on the track we can do. We can do pretty good for the team, yes. I'm really looking forward to seeing you both back. Uh, it was such a shame when Ash got his injury. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he was doing pretty well as well when he was, uh, when he was, uh, you know, the, the the few weeks before we we did both very good for the team and and you know we were on form and then he got injured, of course. Mm. So it was a big shame. We're getting as many comments. <laughs> <laughs> I screenshot them and take it to my uncles and show them okay. tomorrow. <laughs> Apparently, the liver is very nice. Still no discounts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before before we let you go, Paco, we, sh- we yeah. should let you uh, give a shout out to your sponsors. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Well, um, the ones that I really, I really want to, well, of course, thank for the for their help because even during lockdown, we always keep in touch. And in England, they mm. they've been helping me since day one. One of them is is. Team Lovell, you know, talk talkback comes. They're they're from uh, South near Somerset, you know, and they've they've been helping me since day one, supporting. Um, now I've got, as I told you, you know, I've got John, which is helping me with the fitness, and he's he's a great trainer. He's into boxing. He's helping like uh, top class uh, boxers, you know, GB GB like 
champions and stuff like that. Um, I've got, I've got, you know, of course, uh, the family I was staying with, and and he's my tuner in England, you know, Trevor Hedge and his family. They're one of the best families I've ever met around. He's, they're like my second family. They're fantastic people. So of course, I've got to thank them, and of course, uh, you know, I've got other other people which I would like to thank. And uh, I will not mention names, but if they're watching, they know uh, they they've been uh, one of the uh, biggest parts of the uh, of the puzzle in 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 UK. I've got Mick, of course, my my man Mick, helping me. Mick Shepherd in the pits at Birmingham, always you know good good guy. So yeah, I've got them to thank. Of course, of I've, I've got other sponsors, big sponsors, but you know they are not uh, yeah too many, too many now. And of course. And you, well, as I say, you can't have too many. So, where, if people want to get in touch with you for sponsorship, how should they get in touch? Well, I've got. They can contact me even Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I can. I am answering straight away. Of course, I'm always answering people. Um, I've got all the sponsorship brochures ready. You know, I've got all that kind of stuff done. Uh, so we are we are we are good to go. Uh, another guy I forgot to to help to 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 mention was the Allen brothers. They've been good to me. Tommy, Tommy is a bit of a, a nutter, but you know he's <laughs> both good guys. You know, ex riders. They were giving me, they were giving me the a bit when I, when Rye House was still open because of course Tommy was the was the master around there, so he was trying to help me with everything. But then of course I had to ask Oli for the other tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Paco. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. You uh, no, thanks to you guys, and hopefully. Fingers crossed and, and toes and everything else. We'll get to see you in the UK riding ride this. I can't year. wait. I can't yeah. wait. Soon soon I'll be back on the track and on the bike uh, this weekend in Italy. And hopefully things are opening up in England as well so we can go back to racing and see all each other. Brilliant. You take well, care and stay safe, Paco. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you, guys. And uh, looking forward to the next one. You have a good night. Thank you. You okay, take Paco, care, Paco. Bye-bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.